Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. Got a voicemail from our long-lost friend, Spencer, about the I've Got a Match episode. Check it out. Hello, everybody. This is Spencer. I have been very much lacking on my voicemails, so I am trying to get back into it. This one is about I've Got a Match. Uh, so after re-listening to the songs a couple of times, this is what I have to say. One of the first lines is, get out of the car and put down that phone. Did they predict cell phones? I don't think cell phones were very prevalent when this came out. Um, they probably existed, but not to the everyday person, so I thought that was kind of funny. Nobody had phones in their cars. Um, that line, uh, I guess I'm going to die no matter what. I also um, always really loved that line. It was just like as much of their lines are just very kind of depressing and morose, and I loved it. Um, let's see. Oh, I uh, when I was young and I listened to this song, I also thought of a physical match in my brain when I heard the song, but I realized that is not at all what they are saying. Um, this song sort of seems to me like an excuse to just write a bunch of interesting, weird lyrics that kind of rhyme. Um, I am not in front of a computer right now, or I'm, I'm not going to look up the uh, interpretations, um, but I do want to read those because it just seems like a bunch of random stuff. Uh, which one of us is the one that we can't trust? Um, this always has reminded me of that riddle, uh, you come up to a fork in the road and you, one person always lies and one person always tells the truth. Uh, they put that in the movie Labyrinth. Um, that, that line, those couple of lines always reminded me of that, which I, which I thought was, uh, kind of a fun play on it. Um, I never realized the line was love people are there, uh, which is what you talked about in the episode. I always thought it was laugh. People are there, which doesn't make any more sense. In fact, it might make less sense. Um, but that was that's what my brain wants to sing when I sing along with it. That is it. Uh, sorry for speaking very quickly. And the whole thing about my car is that I'm parked, and there's some truck backing up near my car to grab something, and I didn't want my car to get hit. Okay, that's it. Spencer, out. Thanks for calling in, Spencer. Anyone else who would like to call us, please leave us a voicemail. It's 224-801-2930. That's 224-801-2930. Finishing up Polish week, we had the communists have the music. And I got a little bit of info from uh, Rachel Jones, who will be appearing on an episode shortly. That's already been recorded. She tweeted, listening to This Might Be a Pod episode on communists have the music and the discussion about the accordion made me think of the one book in my school's library that talks about TMBG, a book called Squeeze This, A Cultural History of the Accordion in America. And I think I need to check this out. So please send us your thoughts about these episodes. I know we've been hitting you pretty rapid fire with them. Uh, Twitter's good, Facebook's good, but, uh, the best way for me to not lose track of your comments, uh, about episodes is at the email, this might be a pod at gmail.com. And if you want to check out, um, 
in a couple days, I'll be airing the Patreon with Jonathan Feinberg, the first human drummer of They Might Be Giants. That'll be coming out this Friday or Saturday. Almost done editing that. Uh, I'll have a teaser you'll be able to hear, but you can hear the full episode at patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Go check it out. And now, Dana ampersand me. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. You know who I'm talking about. They might be giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I am here with Dana Williamson to talk about the new song off of My Murdered Remains. We're talking about Ampersand. Going. Hey, Greg, it's going great. How are you? Oh, I'm good here in Lafayette, Indiana. How's Terre Haute, Indiana? It's Terre Haute. <laughs> I don't think I've done more than drive through Terre Haute. I don't know. That's... Can you say the same about Lafayette? Mm, yeah, uh, I think Lafayette. I mean, as far as college towns go, uh, this should be a great one, but it's just kind of disappointing. What college is there again? Uh, Indiana State. Yeah. Rose Holman Institute of Technology and St. Mary of the Woods. Okay, okay. Uh, my wife's sister, she didn't do her, she didn't complete a degree. She ended up changing colleges, but she went to uh, DePauw in uh, mm. Green, Green, mm-hmm. Green Cat? Wait. Yeah, Green, Green Castle. Green Castle, that's the one. Um, and, uh, but, you know, Terre Haute's got a couple uh, claims to fame. Right? You guys got some pretty cool people that have come out of there, at least a couple. Um, I know it's the home of the first Coca-Cola bottle. Really? Yeah. Well, that is, I did not know. <laughs> Why? How is it not Atlanta? What is it? What? Like the glass factory that they ship the <laughs> bottles down to Atlanta? Maybe. I don't know. We're right on a river, so maybe they could yeah. transport whatever materials. Huh. Uh, I don't know yeah, much about you, it. I grew up in Indianapolis, so um, Terre Haute is not, I don't like to claim it so much. Sorry, Terre Haute. Okay. But, oh, uh, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I would much rather say I'm a Chicagoan, and it's a lot cooler yeah. to say from Chicago than, I mean, it, we, I, we lived in Bloomington for a decade, too. That's where my wife, awesome. did, my wife did her degrees, and now she's a Spanish lit professor here at Purdue. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Lafayette's fine. It's not as artsy as Bloomington. You ever right. uh, so you you are a a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, vi- violin would be your uh, primary performance yes. instrument. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever performed in Bloomington? Yes, I played at the Players Pub once, um, yeah. and I've gone to see a couple other things there. But yeah, um, my friend has a project called the Evil Woodchuck. And uh, <laughs> it's mostly just him. He writes all these songs. He's a great singer-songwriter, and then he invites people in to record with him. 
And then if he has a show, whoever whoever can show up just comes and plays. So we did the Players Pub once, and we did something in Greenwood. I can't remember what that place was called, but um, yeah. Hey, I have that hoodie too. Represent. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Why don't you wear yours? This is. I've got my nanobots. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah. this is just like my wintertime hoodie. It's nice and thick, and uh, yeah, I've got my lighter hoodies for the you know when it's more mild out. This one, yeah, I'm just like, I don't even notice it. I'm doing all these podcasts, and like most of the time, I mean, I'm down in the basement, it's a little cooler, and I'm just always wearing it. Yeah, it's a security blanket. Yeah, right? It is. Yeah, it's like Linus with his little blankie. I'm just like sucking my thumb and wearing my They Might Be Giants hoodie. Hey, what's wrong with that? (laughs) So I've seen They Might Be Giants in both Bloomington and Indianapolis. First time I actually saw them was in Iowa City. Um, I'm I'm wondering if you happen to uh, have seen them at the Bluebird. I mean, I wonder if there's a chance that we were at the same shows. So I I'm at the uh, Bluebird, and then on this past tour, I, it was in Indy at uh, um, at the Vogue. The Vogue? I've oh, seen yeah. them. That was the only time. That was you've only time. seen them once. Yeah, because well, when we get into how I got into them, you'll, sure, you'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one time it was awesome too. Hey, why don't you do a plug up top for your? Uh, for, for your music before we get into uh, the, the thick of things. Oh, shoot. Where, sh- where can people find you? I'm looking at your Facebook page right now. Um, Facebook slash Dana Violin. I don't update that one very much, but I'm there if you need me. Um, Twitter at Dana Viperizes. Um, I do a little bit of everything. Guitar, violin, singing. Yeah. I do a lot of live looping type of things. And, I um, noticed that on your cover, which we'll talk about later, yeah, too. Yeah, and uh, sure. just whoever wants me to come play, I do it. I work my way into people, you know, in, into my friends' shows. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, violin is one of those things, like, uh, unfortunately, there's... <laughs> Unfortunately, there's there's only a handful of people in, like, the rock world that have made a name as a violinist. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know Andrew Bird? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Uh, he comes to mind first, and then um, what's the other guy's name? Owen, Owen Pallet, is that right? Uh, who's that guy? I think he started out playing with the Arcade Fire. Oh, okay. Or he got kind huh. of known for that. Yeah, Owen Pallet. Yeah, yeah, Canadian composer, violinist, keyboardist. Yeah, huh. yeah. You should check him out. He's pretty cool too. All right. Yeah. So yeah, so the six string violin, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. So, w- what the hell are the other strings? Is there? I'm assuming lower strings than a yes. standard violin. Yeah. So you have the four standard violin strings, the the top ones, and then you have a viola C, okay. and then a fifth below that, an F. Oh wow! And you can actually get seven strings if you want, but <laughs> I couldn't afford it. They're really expensive. They're really awesome instruments. Um, I'm just uh, imagining the <laughs> angle on the the bridge, how curved it would have to be to get. Yeah, I don't know, think I don't think most guitarists understand like how different of a beast the violin is because, you know, most guitarists are like, oh, I can play the bass too, I can play the ukulele, I can play yeah. <laughs> banjo a little bit, or you know, they 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 like fake their way through a bunch of stuff. Um, but like the violin, like as far as string instruments go, like when you get to classical strings, it's a whole. Whole other thing, like yeah. playing with a bow is a yeah. <laughs> completely different skill set that is just like it, it's. I mean, it is not my specialty. I own a violin uh, that is not that great because I taught orchestra for six years. 
And uh, you were just saying before we started recording that you were you were an orchestra teacher, yeah? Yes. Yes. For a long Um, time. For nine years uh, here in Terre Haute, and uh, I just. uh, I mean, some of this conversation should be off the record, but it's just... I can cut I, stuff out later if you want. Yeah, uh, I My just, principal's a real asshole. Uh, no, actually, it was... Well, that one <laughs> when I left, it wasn't that one. Uh, but no, I mean, it was just... Right now is not a great time to be a teacher. Um, you, probably, <laughs> you, you probably get that, too. Um, in the red states, especially. Yes, that's really exactly. In general. In general. Um, one day I came home and I said to my husband, I got to do something else. I don't know what it is, but I'll figure it out. So um, I resigned, and then I went to work for a, a giant guitar store that shall remain nameless that subsequently closed down, um, even though we were doing really, really well mm. um, due to a rent dispute. And um, mm. then now I sell paint. I work for a big uh, paint company, and oh, wow. I do stain matches and color matches and mix paint and uh it's a different thing. It's kind of nice to have a yeah. job that isn't tied to music so that myself isn't so entwined in what I do. Oh, that's all I do. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't make any, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very one-sided. I will just come right out and say that it's pretty much, I go yeah. to work and I teach music for eight hours or so, seven and change. And then I came home and taught two hours of private lessons and oh. now I'm talking about music on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was my day. I Yay. had like 16 private students, but when it, the baby was coming, I, I, it was rough, but I had to you know, send, them, send a bunch of them off to other mm-hmm. teachers. And I just kept, uh, I kept the neighbor's kid, and I kept two others that had been with me for a long time. Um, so that was, that was rough. I don't know. Do you do you miss it though? Do you miss you miss teaching and playing so, violin all the time and uh, yeah, oh, during I miss, the day? <laughs> I miss teaching strings. Yeah, uh, it was the general music that just was the worst part of it. Um, having twelve total sections of classes, uh-huh. but only three of them being strings, and nine uh-huh. of them being the kids that um, maybe didn't really care so much to be there. So this was middle school or high school? Middle school. Middle okay. school. I think if I had done high school or elementary, it would have been a little bit different, but uh, middle school is rough. Yeah. That middle school age, if they're somewhere they don't want to be, they will uh, let you know about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Right now I'm just doing band. I do band and choir as well as the kindergarten to sixth grade. So it's a a unique position because uh, for the most part, it's like the elementary teachers do the classroom music. And then, like a middle school director, like will come in and do the band, or 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 they won't do band until they get to middle school. Uh-huh. Um, so this is a pretty unique position. I uh, when I taught orchestra, that was it was the same thing. That was out of North Vernon, Indiana, like near Columbus and Seymour. Uh-huh. And um, so there, I had K to six. I did band, orchestra, and I also did a guitar club. So and that was like my favorite job I've ever had. Yeah. Sounds like fun. I've had a couple of other ones since then. Follow, you know, I've been following Ara around doing her degree. And uh, so I taught in Bloomington for a while. Those positions weren't like that, but they were good. Uh, and then um, I taught for a year in Lebanon. And now I'm up here. And I think I'm finally like I can stay put because I really like the job. And 
Car's going up for tenure, and I think we're uh, awesome. You know, we got the baby and stuff, so I think we're Lafayette to stay now. <laughs> yeah. We're not too far from family in Chicago and stuff. How yeah. far is Terre Haute from here? I've never made. Uh, probably about an hour and a half right. south, I think. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah, and you guys bump right up against Illinois. I, so mm-hmm. I teach in I teach in Warren County. Okay. So that also uh, is right up against the state line there. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're boring people with like Indiana geography, um, Ooh. but they, they can bite me. So let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's move on now. <laughs> Hoosiers. <laughs> Hoosier state. Uh, I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out what the hell a Hoosier is, but that's okay. Oh, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> what's a Hoosier? It's a person that lives in Indiana. Yeah. But what's the word? It's a person that lives in Indiana. It, just, it just, just is. Say that. <laughs> it's probably some garbled thing some hillbilly said and they're like yeah that's mm-hmm. a word that's a word now mm-hmm. and now there's all these places that like think they're being clever when it's like uh who's your daddy or who's oh, your geez. like all these like stupid like t-shirts and stuff yeah uh what was the one i saw in nashville i don't know it was like some liquor store that had that in the name i don't know it was horrible Anyway, so let's talk about they might be giants. So, awesome. yes. so you're you're Indianapolis born born and raised then? Um, yeah. Well, I grew up in Indy. I was born in Evansville, but I grew up, you know, from a baby in Indy, and then I moved to Terre Haute. Back to Terre Haute, you know, uh, geography of Indiana. Um, I went to school here. I yeah. started school in 2000 and uh, got stuck. And uh, <laughs> that's basically all there is to it. <laughs> I'm trapped. See, there's a lot of quicksand in Terre Haute. I don't know if you knew that. She got stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> when I was talking about Terre Haute before, isn't Jim Gaffigan's from Terre Haute, right? Is he? I believe so. No way. Let's look. Really? And where's Where's Larry Bird from? Um, he went to ISU. He's uh, that's uh, his alma mater. Yeah. Um, no, why? Okay, Jim Gaffin lived in Indiana. That I know. He was born in Elgin, Illinois. Oh, okay. Where? Because he talks about. Okay, he went to La Luminaire in in Laporte, Indiana. Oh, Laporte. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. And he attended Purdue for a year. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because his first like Comedy Central half hour, like his little half hour special before he was famous, he talks a lot about. uh, the the one bit I love is um says uh well there are different you know states that have their own kind of identity like uh we're from New York and we're tough we're from Texas and we like things big we're from Indiana and we're gonna move <laughs> <laughs> oh we wish <laughs> and he talks about working at a Mexican restaurant in Indiana I could have sworn Terre Haute was connected to him somehow but um yeah I think it's uh. You know, Indiana, that's where you go for good Mexican food. Yeah, well, <laughs> Depends there is a Lafayette restaurant here that I really stuff. like. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, growing up in the Hoosier State, uh, how did you discover they might be giants? When I was about, I don't know, how old are you in sixth or seventh grade? 11, 12? Uh, 12, yeah. 12, 13. I was watching... Um, Liquid Television, and they had Istanbul. They had a video of Istanbul, and uh, 
I was like, what is this? And my mom happened to be in the room. Oh, I know that song. Cause she remembered it from, you know, the original. Yeah. And uh, I never forgot that. And of course I knew their other songs. I just didn't, it didn't click with me. I didn't realize it was them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I loved 120 minutes when I was a kid in middle school and high school. That was like my jam. Uh, so I had we seen that. We didn't have cable growing up. So I missed all that MTV stuff unless I went to a friend's house to watch Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about the uh, the the official video with like the paper mache and well, and no, it was a, stuff, a the- complete separate animated video for Liquid Television on MTV. Wait, what? There's yeah. a third. So there's a yeah. third video. Yes, I don't remember it very well. It is on um, YouTube, so you can holy cow, you only find it to me. Um. And, uh, but for some reason, even though, you know, I love soul coughing and cake and Weezer and all those that have a lot of crossover fans. And I've loved those since I was a child, you know, and, but I never got into TMBG and I still, it bothers me to this day. Why, why did I wait so long? (laughs) Um, And then what happened was about, uh, it was over a year ago, October or November of 2017. I was on the 120 minutes archive and Uh, they have, uh they just list the songs in order of every episode. And one of them was the statue got me high. And I was like, there is a song called the statue got me high. I have to hear this. What the hell is this? And then I realized who they were. I realized they were the Istanbul people. They were the snail shell people. They were the don't let start people. And, um, I went down this rabbit hole and yeah. I've been, you know, voraciously consuming everything of theirs ever yeah, since I'll then. I'll say, I don't think most people, the people that have come across you and you know, the, the social media, they might be giants, you know, circles. I don't think anyone would have guessed that you've only really been a super fan <laughs> for less, what, less than two years. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but it's, it's so it's much. It's definitely joy. a different story from from <laughs> what I've been getting with my other guests so far. I mean, not that everyone's discovering them at like childhood or whatever. Right. Um, for most people, it's it's a it's a similar kind of thing in that you know they'll have heard them in passing as a kid and like not you know uh, you know you're too young to fully you know really start investigating that kind of stuff yourself, and then later they come around to it, but. Uh, to come around to it so much later than your initial um, uh, yeah. hearing them. That's uh, yeah. And then they just take that drastic turn. Oh, to yeah. be like, okay, I'm all in I, now. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, I have never been more proud of a band in my life. Never been more proud of the people in the band. Never been more proud to love a band. Never been more proud of the other fans. Everybody is so great and talented and they're all doing these yeah. great things. And it's just a great, I don't know. It just makes me really happy. I'm really yeah, grateful you know, for it. They're very, a very, a band that's very easy to love. Yes. You know, there's no like dark secrets or like horrible albums and then a comeback album. It's just like pretty much greatness like throughout. And, and then, and then, yeah, the fan base, it's like, I mean, it's like, deadheads but we are smarter don't smell bad and aren't high all the time you know we just drink a lot of coffee <laughs> what's yeah, that but everyone's um, got the, it's the peace and love thing everyone's really nice like 
The miscellaneous tea group, just like, and that I've belonged to, like we were talking about online earlier today that we've both belonged to that group for under a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I just hadn't found it. Um, hadn't come across it. And everyone is just so nice there. Like everywhere else on the internet, it's like, Hey, I made this thing. And everyone's like, whatever. Yeah. They either ignore it or like, or they're gatekeeping or people shit talk yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like, you can post almost anything related to the band and you'll have people commenting on it and chiming in and everyone's very positive. It's uh it's a fun place to be as far as Facebook goes because Facebook is really taking it's a, a dark kind of turn. Yeah. yeah, it is a cesspool. <laughs> that is like the one like the like inner tube just keeping me afloat in Facebook where it's like you just don't really want to even look at much other stuff. I just like I'll just I'll just stay on the miscellaneous tea page and refresh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, you're right. They have no scandals. There's no big, uh, you know, no drama, as they say. Drama. Yeah. <laughs> no drama associated. There's a thing on, I don't know if it was a real article or not. It probably wasn't. It was something I saw on Tumblr, and it said, it was like a clipping, and it said, uh, they might be giants behind the music, lack sex and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I've seen that, too. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> The scandal is that there is no scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Give us something to write about. I mean, someone posted an old article not that long ago about Flansburg's cats. <laughs> oh, like, I loved that- it. Symphony Sid and <laughs> I, Yeah, I hadn't read it yet, but it's like that's the stuff that, you know, if you're going to talk about the band, you're going to talk about the music. But if, if you want to go, like, outside of the music to talk about the guys, it's like you're either talking about coffee or something yeah like cats or something there's, yeah there's, there's a one there's no i forget where it is somebody shared it in the group uh it was a, an article that linnell wrote and it's brilliantly written because he wrote it of course uh but it's what he ate for a week while his wife was away oh yeah i think i did see that yeah and- that, yeah oh i'd have to find that again i don't know if i read the entire thing uh that's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, they're so good at writing about the mundane or making like very like everyday things interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, for one, they have educational songs even before the kids' albums. Um, they make education fun, <laughs> and <laughs> they do though. They do. Yeah, I've been showing my kids paleontologist and uh, uh, meet the elements like all week. My first graders and they've been loving it. Awesome. Um, I'm still trying to narrow down what songs I'm going to do for that unit because there's just that's too hard. Many yeah. Well, it's like they have like I, I haven't like they have you know whatever 700 or something songs. I mean, there's 900 now on the wiki, but there's you know multiples yeah. of stuff. Uh-huh. But so like with the five kid kids albums, I haven't totaled it up, but I mean that's like at least like 70 kids songs. Yeah. I'm I'm trying I'm like trying to narrow it down to like 10. Like even that's hard. Most most bands, you know, don't put out seventy songs total, right? <laughs> right before they f- fade away or have you know something horrible happens and they break up. And we're we're lucky to have them yes. as our favorite band because yes. there's so much there. Um, they're very easy to get. You know, yeah, we. I mean, you know, they're very easy to get swept up in. Yes, <laughs> the wormhole is very deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what was the first, um, okay. So you heard a couple songs that kind of, you know, jogged your memory when you, mm-hmm. um, were, so the statue got me high. You are pinpointing as the song that like 
made you get back and investigate them. Yes, but I didn't really, I can't, I won't say I didn't care for it, but it didn't strike me as anything. I was just like, okay, Okay. it's a song. But then um, I listened to, you probably get that a lot, and um, Music Jail Mm -hmm. and End of the Rope. And I thought, oh, no, this is going to be a thing for me now. And <laughs> <laughs> it was. It is. <laughs> sure enough, it was. Coming into fandom uh, solidly, you know, when they have 20, you know, I guess they would have had 20 albums. Yeah, it was yeah. 20 at the time. When they had 20 albums, because then they put out the three more this year. <laughs> Uh, what was, what, what did any particular album draw you in more than, more than others or any particular era of the band? Um, the first one I bought was Glean. Okay. Uh, I had to have Underwater Woman (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) End of the Rope and everything. Um, but I don't remember the order after that. I would just get an album or two every couple weeks. I would get more, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I'm almost done. I have almost all of the studio recordings now, so that's yeah. good. You know what's <laughs> what's weird is is Glean is not. Um, I mean, I I like all their albums, and that's why this podcast is great because my guests pick the songs, and I <laughs> haven't had any guest pick one yet that I don't like. I mean, I've already recorded the Rabbit Child episode, and even that, it, I it was just fun to dig into a song that bizarre. <laughs> Um, but Glean is, Glean is not one of my favorites of the, the modern era. I'm not sure why. I mean, Answer is one of my favorite songs of the recent era. I love Answer. Something about that. Um, not getting the pony <laughs> right off. Oh, <laughs> like, that's every, so sad. <laughs> every dream of a pony would end in tears. No one's picked that song yet. There's only one. If you... If, if you if you like how this goes tonight and you want to pick another song, there's only Good to Be Alive is the only Glean song that's been claimed so far. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. Is Music Jail unclean? Uh Music Jail is unclaimed. Maybe we can do maybe we can do that one. I get <laughs> join join us and Glean, I get confused a lot about really? which song yeah, which songs are on which one. I think I got them too close together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean I learned how how many of their songs in a year and something. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what what's your YouTube channel? How can they find you? Oh, you know, I don't even. What's your username? Let me look. I, I think it's just Dana. That's dumb. But it just you managed to secure <laughs> the username Dana think, <laughs> that wasn't taken. I don't think so. No, I think it's Music Girl. <laughs> music Girl eighty two sounds right. Okay. Oh, you're eighty two. Nineteen eighty two. Yeah. 1981 installing and servicing melody since 1982 yeah uh yeah i think that's what it is i oh here's on the side of my receiver here i've got my dialogue magnet oh that's awesome yeah (laughs) yeah i can't find my foam finger though oh i think my giant's foam finger it might have fallen behind the piano actually i should look back there So yeah, so that that's that's uh, an interesting problem to have getting so much music at once and not being able to to. I mean, for me, I've got into them at age 
13 when Apollo or 14 when Apollo 18 came out. And so ever since then, I've been following them mm-hmm. along and, and seeing the changes. I mean, and to me, Glean, I don't know. Glean just didn't have as many hits to me. I mean, it had a lot of good ones when I listened to it. It's not like I'm skipping songs. Like, really, I don't know. There's no there's no They Might Be Giants album that, where I'd be skipping songs, really. So uh, this kind of works out for me. But um, Yeah, I only I skip think- the ones that make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of sad they might be giant songs though they might sound happy but but they don't yeah they don't all make me sad okay Um, so goodness i don't know if we're gonna get into that i mean we got i got got mary recording tomorrow and she's already told me there's a 50 percent chance she's gonna cry Uh, (laughs) i'm like what (laughs) cry about what (laughs) i just love them so much uh, yes crying girl from gigantic (laughs) oh I relate to her, though. I mean, I do. I just, I just, I don't know. It's just being so happy to like something so much. I, I, I understand. Doesn't yes. mean that I'm going to have that reaction. I mean, hopefully. But uh, <laughs> I, I won't try to make you cry. Let's list all the songs that make you sad and why. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so you you took on a lot of of songs at once, uh, a lot to a lot to digest here. Uh, so how did you pick ampersand? I mean, I made kind of a call out for like, who wants to talk about a new song? Yeah, yeah. Um, when you said new song, I thought, hmm, ampersand, because that was one that I was learning at the time how yeah. to play it, and mm-hmm. I just thought, ah, just pick that one. Yeah, I love that tremolo guitar at the beginning it's just so cool and twangy and like some sort of like sounds like some sort of like from an old western or something like it doesn't have that that melodic uh the elements of uh, melodic elements of an old western song but it's got that twangy tremolo and kind of that that tone that just makes me think of like i don't know like uh well it's kind of like the guitar in the um um Nancy Sinatra version of Bang Bang My Baby Shot Me Down. Oh. See, I heard uh the solo from Neil Young's Down by the River. Okay. It's yeah. got that incessant rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was I was thinking more just like a pure tone of guitar, but oh, okay. as You're a guy who's of- recording stuff constantly, I'm always listening to yeah. very, very <laughs> and, specific things. Yeah, and there's this overtone or something in there during that part. That I can't quite pinpoint. It's only yeah at the yeah. beginning, and then when that solo thing comes back, and I don't quite know what that is, but I hear that. There is a sound in there that's almost like when you rub your finger over the uh, top of a glass. glass. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Overtone, right? Would be some sort of harmonic there. I don't know if it's just like a resonant frequency on the guitar, or if it's something else. I mean, it's hard to say. Like as far as like keyboards go in this song, they're pretty buried. If you know, if, I mean, I'm, if I'm there at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm finding out there's songs like, um, like Averin, uh, and I talked about sleep last night. We recorded that episode. Ooh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear that one. Plansburg <laughs> is not on that song. Oh, he's not on the track. Damn. It's, Aww. it's, it's Dan, Danny, Marty, and Linnell. Like, Plansburg doesn't even play any guitar on it, it's just acoustic guitar. 
uh, Linnell's keyboards, uh, the drums yeah. and bass. So I like, think that probably happens a lot, though. Especially yeah. with the, the newer Dial-A-Song ones. It's either Linnell or Flans on a lot of them. Yeah, you know, it's always been, uh, I mean, I guess having a duo that, uh, you know, I'm sure they collaborate more, uh, the, more like giving... Edit, more like in the editing stages, like, oh, well, maybe, you know, this little thing, like giving little mm-hmm. uh, feedback on each other's songs, but they do pretty much write separately from, you know, what it seems for the most part. Uh, so I guess that they're both so prolific, it's great, but if they're trying to get songs out quickly, I, I mean, I'd love to know the exact process of how they how they wrote all these songs and recorded yeah. them uh, this this past year. Um. So yeah, I guess there could be a point where it's like, you know, Flansburg is like, well, I got Ampersand pretty much put together. You want to come in and lay down a keyboard part? It's like, no, oh, it sounds good as it is. Yeah. Just, 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 just throw it, throw it on YouTube. <laughs> Give it to the well, animators. It's fun and yeah. done is done. <laughs> right, and then sleep. Yeah, it's like, hey, Flans, you want to lay down and you know, you want to double that acoustic guitar? Ah, no, Dan got it. I'll just, just leave it. <laughs> it's just funny though, because I mean, they're they're. Well, I guess this is a question I should ask of more of my guests. I've always been very curious to to see what people think. Like, I think for super fans like us, like the like Dan, Danny, and Marty are a really important part of the band. I mean, they've that yeah that band uh, has been you know with the Johns for a long time now. But then you'll still see like you know with interviews and promo photos and everything, it's still pretty much just mm-hmm. the Johns, which makes me kind of feel bad for the other guys because like all the yeah, super fans are constantly talking about those guys and um but i feel like they don't they don't get the respect they, they deserve. don't uh so it's like that's why it seems weird to me that like oh flansburg isn't on that track and i don't know maybe linnell's not on this track we there's no credits tab on the wiki uh for them to be like the duo and then just one of them's not on the song it's like we we're talking about sleep i'm like that could have gone on a Linnell solo mm-hmm. EP or something like <laughs> yeah. you know, Flansburg isn't on it. I mean, it's like state songs is Linnell with the mm-hmm. band of Dan's pretty much like it's, they might be giants minus Flansburg. So, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, uh, wh- what do you think about that? Is they might be giants, the Johns, or is it all of them? Or uh, do you make a distinction there? It's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, it started with the Johns. The John, it's their baby, but uh, they have, you know, the other guys have been with them for years now. Um, so, yeah, my, my it's hard to imagine with, it without them. Uh, right. I mean, I it it seems silly just drawing parallels to my own band because we are not. They might be giants, but we're. <laughs> I mean, we're we're about to start writing our John Henry essentially because we were a duo for six and a half years. Uh, as a band, and I would record the drums, keyboards, and we would have our backing track of me playing the other stuff, and that would go through the PA while I play guitar and Car plays bass, and we both sing. Awesome. And we both and we both write songs. I typically would be more music, and she'd be more lyrics. But uh, now we are a five piece. And so we've played shows with them. They've learned a lot of our old songs. Uh, drummer, uh, two guys that play keyboards, two guys, and they both play saxophones. So sometimes there will be two keyboards on a song. Sometimes there will be two saxophones on a song. 
awesome. uh, different different uh, arrangements of that and some other percussion and stuff like that. Um, and now we're starting to write new songs. And so like, it's the first time I've had to think about that where it's like, I've had like complete control over like, and I do like the Linnell hand that he likes to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm seizing control of the song and with my claw, Mr. Claw. And, do you have a fang too? <laughs> yeah, I have a fang and I have claws. Uh, <laughs> and and it it's just weird because like I I came up with a little little idea for a song on my prep period. I just sat I sat down at the piano. And I just had some little idea, and I just recorded it to like the vi- the voice memo on my phone so I wouldn't forget it. And then I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it's just like the seed of an idea. It's like it's a little verse and a chorus, um, like a little bass line and chord thing on the piano. And I'm like, well, I'll go ahead and just send it to him. I just like sent it out in the in a, a group text that we have and i'm like here's like the very seeds of an idea you know i figured you know you guys would want to get on on the ground yeah. floor and this is like basement level this is like subfloor like this is just this very little thing i got and so we're we're going to start working on that in our next practice so it's awesome. uh, it's uncharted territory but i'm excited to see what they yeah i'm excited come up too with, but i'm also like re- relinquishing control a little bit yeah. and that's what the johns had to do and i i feel like um there's been a lot of talk about John Henry. Did you get the John Henry demos? Yes. Yes. And I, I, I was digging those. I like the demos a lot. I'm not going to say I like it better because it's obviously rougher, but some things about the mix, like Landsberg's guitar is like a lot louder and like crazier and more like punk in a way. Yeah. And then I feel like that kind of got those edges kind of got rounded off a little bit on the, on the, on the full, you know, the finished album. And and to me, I started thinking about that. I'm like, is this Flansburg being like like relinquishing control a little bit? Like, okay, there's these other guys in the band. It can't just be like me flailing around on the the guitar for a while, you know. Um, so that's it's an interesting situation to be in, and um, you know, duo versus the the five piece modern five piece. Um, I, uh, it's. I mean, I guess, I don't know, to circle back around to whatever point I was making about Amsterdam, I don't even remember. I guess the point was that, is Linnell on the track? Who knows? Is he making on the keyboard that cra- that little that, overtone? I don't know. Yeah. There's no credits to be found. Um, uh, well, but it's, I mean, it's There's some drum programming, too. Yes. Linnell could have done that, I suppose, but I think it was off lands, if I had to guess. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm I'm... There's live drums. I mean, the snare drum is definitely, you know, you can tell it's yes. not a uh, drum machine. Um, but then, like, yeah, that hi-hat, mechanical hi-hat. It's too much. It's the only oh, thing I... Oh, you don't I, like that? Okay. the only thing I... The, 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 there's too many ticks. Um, it's the only <laughs> thing the that... Ticks. Save kinda... the ticks for tick, 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 tick. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Please and thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like um, this song... To me, the one parallel that I was drawing um, as like this style of Flansburg song was to um, another first kiss, the Mink, Mink Car, another first kiss. As in, it's like um, one of his uh, 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 "They Might Be Giants" love song. In yeah, that it's, it's more not romantic. Just like, yeah, it's it's a it's a rom- romantic song. I mean, whatever you know, deeper meanings or metaphors you might draw from stuff. It's it's you know at at it's at least base level. It's a romantic, sweet kind of song, and Flansburg yeah. puts on this sweet voice, and it kind of it reminded me of another first kiss, 
Um, definitely the sweetest song off of uh, Ming Car, which is overall a pretty weird album. Um, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but I think it was maybe Flans being like, okay, well, there's got to be some sort of other element in here to take it away from just like, I'm strumming a little, you know, ballad. <laughs> You know, putting this, this like really aggressive hi-hat programming. <laughs> Marty, you weren't aggressive enough on the drum track. I'm throwing some, some you know, 808 hi-hats over it. <laughs> I'm not sure that uh, ampersand and best regrets aren't related somehow. Hmm. And I am a ring. They all, I all kind of, you know, in my mind, they just kind of go together. Yeah, I don't know okay, if that's, okay. you know, and I would never ask Flans or whatever on Tumblr. Some people ask really weird things, but I just want to leave the man alone. But um, (laughs) (laughs) if I were to ask something, that might be um, something to think about. Yeah. I mean, we were drawing parallels last night with with Sleep to other songs about being neurotic and anxious that Linnell writes. I mean, there's definitely, you know, they're always trying to write about new things. But when you've written this many songs... I mean, I think you're allowed to go back to the same well a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, they haven't written the same song twice, but there are songs where it's like, oh, it's kind of in this this line of, you know, Flansburg's like wheelhouse or whatever. And I wouldn't necessarily this say that this song is in Flansburg's wheelhouse. He doesn't write a ton of songs like this. I mean, in the in the in the olden days, <laughs> like he was like the really weird one, like the the <laughs> You know, the first few albums, like the Flansburg songs, are like the really bizarre ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and now here he is with a really sweet one. Yeah. Very sweet song. What do you make of the um what do you make of the what do you make of the lyrics other than it being a uh you know, overall a love song of sorts? I'm trying to figure out because the narrator is a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if he has written all of these experiences. Or if he stops writing and has these experiences and then goes back to writing. Mm. Every time I play the song. Okay. But yeah, I'm not sure. Like, and, um, you know, if I, I try not to look too far into some of the songs because if I don't get it right away, I'm not going to dissect it and go buck nutty like some of the wiki interpretations. <laughs> because, oh gosh, <laughs> you read those, your head will explode. Oh, man. Uh, but, um, yeah. I wish there was something on here, though. I'd like to know what at least one other person thinks. I'm going to look at, I guess I'm gonna you look you at the lyrics again while I'm thinking <laughs> about this. Because, yeah. I'm going to look at Genius.com, which probably won't have anything. Uh, that is something that we don't really have to rely on. This, uh, yeah. some of these other podcasts I listen to, they'll go there to see what other people think about lyrics. But we've we've got the wiki, and that's kind of the go-to for... Uh, or interpretations of well, I'm just I mean because he's the the um the narrator is a writer and he's writing in in symbols basically the ampersand and the dots usually when you have a dot 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 it means you kind of trail off mm-hmm. or you kind of fill in the blank sure yeah. To be continued, yeah. yeah or, Have you ever or, heard yeah, that like, song, I Love You, period? I mean, thing, maybe. We were children when it came out. I just happened to think about uh, this the other day. Uh, what his name? I, the guy from Georgia Satellites from the early 90s. Dan Baird, maybe? Dan? Uh, yeah. I, Dan Baird. 
Love songs for the hearing impaired. Okay. <laughs> hey, what? Um, <laughs> that's the only other. Yeah, that's the only other song I could think of that uh, used the, uh, you know, punctuation marks as lyrics to the song and having it fit really well. Well, have you ever heard? Um, <laughs> you you know, Lonely Island. I know who they are. I don't listen to them much. I heard the. Uh, they have a song called Semicolon. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, and and I'll I'll drop a little clip of it in okay. here, but Good. the the video is pretty funny because it's got you know I mean it's a it's a word based song basically, and they keep like saying things colon and then you know the next part, uh, and then what is it the gag at the end is something like, um, or no the semicolons yeah, and then the gag at the end is something like like some woman pipes in and is like. In those, in all of those instances, you should have actually used colons, not semicolons oh, or whatever. And they're like, oh man, grammar Nazis. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's basically a song about that. Okay, everyone, welcome to grammar class. Today we're learning about semicolons. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, Lonely Island. We use semicolons every day. Can you give me an example? Oh hell yeah! Get ready for a whale of a time. Shamoo, my whole team coming clean. Shampoo, these dudes is comic relief. Whoopi, and I'm the motherfucking monster. Cookie, when you see me better cross the street. Frogger, then go home and write about it. Blogger, did I do that? Urkel, yo Angela, who's the boss? Merkel, I'll take you where you never been. Oxnard, then make you suck a bull's nut. Oxnard, if Miss Moore, Mary Josh, Demi Brolin, a comma and a fucking dot. And then there's Word Crimes by Weird Al. Yeah. Of blurred lines. Word Crimes is is a grammar based and some some punctuation goes on in there. But I don't want your drum. If you really want, leave out that Oxford comp. Just keep a mind of I love the uh, I mean, they're both such wordsmiths. Yeah. And um but I love something about something about the line, um, Falling on the tent with otherworldly sounds. Cicadas taking cover while we stomp around. Yeah. It's like, it's it's a love song, but then that image is like, you just like killing bugs. <laughs> like, like they're just stomping like the around the world that, and the bugs have to flee. <laughs> <laughs> we're so in love without a care that we're just squishing all these crunchy bugs beneath our feet. I mean, when cicadas come, they, they come hard. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're uh, insidious for sure. Horrible, yeah. Just, just the word cicadas. Like, for such a pretty song, the word cicadas just to me makes me think of yeah. <laughs> incessant, yeah, <laughs> whatever you'd call that kind of noise. But, um, I love the word ampersand yeah. too, just by itself. It's like a lot of people don't know what that symbol is called. They don't know it's called an ampersand. But they might be giants. They they know their audience is a smart bunch. Yeah. They know we know what an ampersand yeah. is. <laughs> you ampersand me. Oh. I mean, it's just so much more poetic than just saying you and yeah. me. <laughs> it's just, right? yeah. Exclamation point. <laughs> it's almost like an emoji in a song because it's like, <laughs> like how emojis yes. would be like, hey, look, at this is my face. I'm smiling. You know, this is my emotion. And this is him in a song like. He did, he's not screaming it, so let me just let let it be known that there's an exclamation yeah. point at the well, end. Well, you of know that. what else? Um, 
Flans had told this ridiculous story about um, hitting his head, and then after that he couldn't spell anymore, so he uses voice to text a lot. <laughs> and uh, wait, when was this? What happened? I, it was from a show. He was telling a story about uh, when he was younger. He was just excited all the time, and it was you know at a show or after a show or something, and he went to run down the stairwell and just. Wham! Right on the right on the head. Oh, and then man. he woke up and he was bad at spelling. Now you know he he makes stuff up. He makes silly stuff up all the time. So oh, I don't yeah. know how true it is, but he says he uses voice to text a lot. And you have to put your exclamation points at the yeah. end, and you have to put. So maybe I wonder if he was texting somebody like hmm. that and thought, "Hmm, okay. this could be a tune." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, you, you might be onto something there. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's. It's. You know. He's got notes written on the floor. Maybe he's talking about the. The. It's. He's actually talking about the notes app on his iPhone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Words whispered through the door. They had to he's, whisper so whis- it wouldn't. He's whispering a voice text. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So what? What do we make of this second verse? The home team's gone away, so so now I type away. He rhymes away with away, which kind of bugs me. He does that a lot. Um, That's okay. Um, it's the fall. <laughs> we'll forget. Yeah, it. <laughs> just sweep it under the rug. Um, no, that's why he wrote. Um, Don't hate the villain, hate the villanelle, because he was trying uh-huh. to get around rhyming his words with his words yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, the, so the home team's gone away. That means it's fall now, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, the end of the baseball yeah, season? Is that what it is? That's what I was thinking. I miss the summer days alone with nothing left to write. You talk right through the night. Um, See, that's... Yeah. This is what makes me think the person that he's spending this time with is somebody he's writing about because he says he's alone. I don't know. It's confusing to me. Yeah, yeah. Or I could just, just be like missing it. They might be giant sun. <laughs> It's not just right out there for no. us to to know exactly what it's about. That's uh, that's the theme of this podcast is that we talk about a song for a long time and then we still don't know what it's about. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. It's fun to yeah. talk about. Yeah, it. and I certainly yeah. wouldn't want to ruin it for anybody else. If somebody else has a a theory, an idea, a thing that they think, right. I don't want to you know mess it up for them. Yeah, the, the, this podcast <laughs> is the we're the Da Vinci Code. We're, we're gonna crack. Crack the case and like we're gonna have to put a spoiler <laughs> alert before every episode because be like by the end of this episode you will know what this song is get about. Dan Brown you don't want to know get yeah. Dan Brown to code don't want to know what this song is about <laughs> yeah <laughs> we get Tom Hanks to uh, play play me in the movie <laughs> oh Tom Hanks he can play anybody even me <laughs> he probably could <laughs> see if, how good of a mustache he could grow. <laughs> So <laughs> it's just, it's a very beautiful song. Yeah, it is. And this is one that Cara pointed out as being one of her standout tracks when she was listening through, like she'll be, um, she kind of uh, allows me to curate her, her music. We have very, very much the same tastes. And even when we first met, like, I mean, you know, just like birds, we we recognized each other's plumage from across the campus, and we're like <laughs> the only people at this fairly fairly you know conservative kind of s- small school, and you know we're the only two people in the entire school population that had dyed hair, you know, and we're wearing 
Where'd you, you know, go? Thrift, thrift store shirts. Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois. Oh, geez. Okay. Quad, I have a friend cities. in Rock Island, but I don't know much about it at all. Yeah, Rock Island's cool. It's a, it's a very Lafayette kind of town, really. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Not as big, though. And well, I guess if you count the Quad Cities, it's pretty big across the river. Uh, but anyway, it's like, um, I don't even remember. You you have the you same totally taste, do- and you were like calling like yeah. birds to each other from yes. across the campus, and it was awesome yeah. and beautiful. And a flan so, song. Oh yeah, so she, <laughs> so she, yes, and in the very and this song is the soundtrack to it. Yeah, uh, this is more like I think it was Death Cab for Cutie, probably at the awesome. time would have been yeah. the soundtrack to it uh, back in two thousand two. And so 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 she is just very busy with work, and her work is. Is you know takes a lot of her more evening more evening time and me I come home from school and I do other things and so I kind of I buy the music and and she likes you know pretty much everything I buy and so she'll have a CD in the car and she's even like too lazy to like switch it out with another CD her car only has a CD player so she's just been playing my murdered remains disc one like over and over and yeah, over and over and like this was the song <laughs> this was the song that she brought up you know I'm looking at uh, let me see let me look at the a track list here. Um, which one did she say was really weird? Well, she likes the communists. Oh yeah. Um, I think, well, Cara mentioned dog, which I, I love, but to her, just like his background music was not good because it's just like detuning itself. Um, what else did she mention? I don't know. We both like tick, tick, tick. Yes. I think, la- I think last wave may have kind of annoyed her. Um, can't remember. She, I mean, she, I, she wouldn't call them one of. Well, maybe she'd call them one of her favorite bands, but they're not her favorite band. Um, yeah. But I, I very much got her into them, and she couldn't avoid them with me constantly <laughs> playing them for the past, you know, seventeen years. <laughs> yeah. Good lord! But I mean, let's talk about the only cover in existence. <laughs> Yours. Dot, 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 you, ampersand, me, exclamation point, 
exclamation point. guitar part um oftentimes with they might be giants when you learn a song you're like okay well this is a lot harder than i thought it was gonna yeah be. Did yeah that did that happen with this song as well was it because it sounds like a pretty simple song was it a simple song to learn um yeah i just i it's it's really dumb i didn't listen to it with headphones and i was mistaking one chord for another the whole time uh-huh. And I put it on the wiki like that, and then somebody changed it, and I was like, oh, come on. And I'm still embarrassed, and I can't believe I just told everybody on the podcast this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So you were the one jumping on it to put a, because uh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's there's no interpretations, there's no credits, <laughs> there's no chrono- uh, chronology. No. Uh, tabs, like <laughs> all the tabs are just orange, which means you can't click on them, but then guitar tabs there, and so that, that's you. Yeah. But Some then, of yeah. What chord did you get wrong? Uh, I gotta look again. <laughs> it was the relative. It was it, it was an honest mistake. It was something like, oh, yeah. I see why I did that. But a chord that contains many notes of another chord. Yes. Yeah. See how the intro says F D minor G minor C. Mm-hmm. It's that's not G minor. That's that's uh, B flat. Major, so, B flat major. What? So that w- that didn't get changed. That's still wrong. Oh, I should actually okay. go change that. But I was just flipping G minor. I mean, yeah, they're okay. very, mm-hmm. very, very similar. They yeah, share a lot yeah. of notes, but I should have just Relative listened with minor. headphones. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. Oops. So well, you were just like playing it off of your phone or something? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was just playing it in in the background. I wasn't even playing it very loud. Yeah. I was just strumming along. Earing it out yeah. and not, yeah. So tell us a little bit. I'm not sure if anyone brought this up when you posted it in the miscellaneous tea, but did anyone notice that there are two guitar parts going at times? Did people notice? You know, I only posted it a few hours ago, so I don't even yeah. really know what people are saying. But I don't. Nobody said anything about the looper thing, and because yeah. I think when I listened to it the first time, it's like, oh, it's cool, it's really great. And then I think I had like clicked away from the tab I was listening to it. Well, I was looking at something else, and then I'm like, wait, how is she playing all that at once? And then I look back, and I'm like, oh, she's just playing the lead. Okay. Because I know I had seen, like, right on your, your your Twitter profile, talking about doing live loops and stuff. I'm like, okay, there's yeah. a looping pedal going yeah. on there. Um, I think maybe you should explain to people that, because really only guitar, not even all guitarists, but, like, guitar pedal nerds mm-hmm. would know about looping pedals. So uh, can you explain that process, how... Uh, and, and and then we'll I'll drop in a clip of your cover. Yeah. How um, did you go about um, recording this and and how your looping pedal works? Okay. So well, when I decided I was going to do because I've done several, I've learned like forty five. They might be giant songs, and they're all in various stages <laughs> of arrangements. I've done string ensemble arrangements of some of them, and I've done nice. you know, violin ones and everything. But with this one, I thought I can't leave that solo out. 
there's no way I can leave that solo out. So I decided to use my looper, which I, um, what, how it works is you play uh, your phrase and then you're essentially sampling yourself. So you can play it back and then play along with it. And if you want to, you can layer it and you can put other things in there, but I didn't need to for this. I just recorded that first intro chunk of chords and then played that um, solo line in there. And then when it comes back again later on in the song, just press play again. Boom. Yeah, I've I've never owned a, a looping pedal. And <clears throat> I guess I thought brie- uh, br- briefly about it when, and especially when Outdoor Valor was just a duo. Um, but what we ended up doing was just, since we had backing tracks anyway, like if I really thought there needed to be like a background guitar underneath a solo, which I don't, I, I consider more of like doing lead lead lines or like a melody than like you know solo yeah. or whatever. Uh, I'm not that <laughs> yeah. good. And I understand. So we would just put. I didn't really need a looping pedal because like the backing track, I would just have that little chunk of guitar would like come in to go yeah. underneath the solo in the same spot every time. Um, but they are interesting, and and yeah, I, I think if people were aware of them, they would they would. It is kind of fun to watch people do it live. Um, I'm used to layering things in the studio and being able to right. put everything under Over a microscope, but and, yeah. right. But live, it's like, you really got to have good timing with your, yeah. uh, <laughs> with, your with your toes. <laughs> Sometimes if you're not on it, Ooh, bad the whole time you got to yeah. start over. It's kind right. of uh, you know, it, it, again, keep drawing back to sleep since I just recorded it yesterday that you're like creating a replicant of yourself. Yes. And you're, you're, you're being reborn and then you're playing guitar along uh-huh. with yourself. yeah and that's why with with my violin that was why i wanted a six string because having a four string with such a short range Mm -hmm. uh, you can't do bass lines very well you can't do i mean i suppose you could do like an octave down pedal or something like that but it never sounds great with bowed strings Mm -hmm. it just doesn't um so i can split it up i can have more of a uh, an octave, ra- you know, range between my octaves, cello parts, if I want to. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I never really used it that much with guitar, except for you know, if I thought, oh, here's a part I really need to practice, and I would just loop the one section so I could practice along with it or whatever. But uh, yeah, this part, handy. yeah. Um, I had, I had to. How could I leave that little solo thing out? I just, yeah. It yeah, wasn't. it's it's a pretty key <laughs> part of the song, and for just like a little, a very succinct song, as many of theirs are, um, that is a pretty crucial part, especially because there's no obvious keyboards. There's, I mean, yeah, there's there's real. It's not a it's not a flowery showy song. It's just a nice little yeah, nice, nice little, little pop song. Yeah, I was trying to find. Let's see, are there any? Good live version. I can't, you know. I don't know that they've ever played it. Why did yeah, I, I mean, pick it's, it's this such song? A new, it's such a new song. Well, we've been talking for over an hour. <laughs> I know. I'm having uh, a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird because Sleep, I ended up playing on guitar on live on the pod because there are no covers of that either. So I covered it on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Just on mic here, just my acoustic guitar. Uh, and it was pretty funny and the, and that's not even a new song, but these like my murdered remains ones, like, uh, you know, they're maybe people in Australia, you know, in the next month or two 
people that are seeing them in Australia will start posting some live videos of some of these songs that yeah. that that don't have any fan cell phone videos yet. I mean, those are always it's kind of hard to find good audio. Like in a podcast, you know, you're not watching the video, so if I'm going to plug the audio of a cell phone video <laughs> into the podcast, it's got to be really good. You get you got to stand back a ways. You can't be right <laughs> up on the stage with the cell phone because then it's right. just, it's just yeah. <laughs> or there was this one where the horn section it was something from Brooklyn where the 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 um Tricera chops like the trio of horns that uh, they call themselves. They were like right on the side with the horn section. It was like all you could hear is this brass just in your face. And it was pretty cool, but I'm like, I guess I can't play that clip. It's just like all just like yeah. so Garbly. uh lopsided mix. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't have uh so I will have already dropped your cover in there somewhere <laughs> in the point where we were talking about it. Yeah, so there's there's no other covers, there's no live versions, maybe some stuff, you know, you never know. Maybe something will pop up before this episode airs in like yeah, a month and a half or something. <laughs> and then I'll have you hop back on a call real quick and we'll talk about it. I'll just yeah. pl- plug it in, in the final edit. Cause who knows? <laughs> That's what keeps happening with these. I'm getting so far ahead of the air date that like in the little like intro segment, I'm like, there, there are times when I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to make a little, do a little addendum or a little like, well, I also found this out by the way. <laughs> you know, two months later. <laughs> well, but you know what? Being ahead like that is good because then if you have a week where you have to, you know, something else comes up and you have to do something else and you can't yeah. record yeah. a bunch, you'll still have. I have a huge buffer. <laughs> yeah. A huge buffer. <laughs> I could fall seriously ill and I'd still get them out on time. <laughs> I don't want I'm you to fall myself. ill. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Oh no! I, something happened straight out of a Linnell lyric. Ah. Wreck my bicycle. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I don't, South I, Carolina. I mean, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's let's wrap it up then. I suppose I'm going to make you score this song uh, that you've only known for less than a year, but. Right. I mean, you've only been a, a huge Save My Pajamas fan for less than two years, so I yeah. suppose, you know, it's just kind of uh, in the mix for you. <laughs> um, I love the song. It's almost perfect, except for that. But damn, sorry, Flans, if, you, if you're listening, <laughs> those drum ticks. No, I mean, I, I, I never say I don't like something. I just like things less. I like that drum right. stuff less. How about that? Uh, so how about... Uh, uh, nine. All right. Yeah. I, um, I don't mind the hi hat part. I think it adds a little fun, little subdivision to, I mean, like I said, I think it kind of spices up what could have been just like a little strummy acoustic thing, you know, with a little electric in there, just a little, little pop bell. I mean, I, I don't know if I call it a bell, but it's a mid tempo love song and yeah. Landsberg sings very sweetly. I love how he, I love how he sings in this one. Uh, and he's got that cool double track to his vocals, which yeah. they don't always, which no. they don't always do. Uh, which is very sweet and airy. But then, in co- by contrast, in contrast, it has that one electronic element kind of fluttering over top, yeah. which it just seems like a very they might be giants thing to do. I, I feel like if it were any other band, people would be shocked by it. And while while it's not your favorite thing, you're not like. Why the hell did they do that? Yeah, like, no, oh, I totally they might be giants, yeah. you know? Yeah, 
It's because it, it's them, you know. Yeah. They're, they're going <laughs> to screw around with arrangements. They're going to screw with your expectations of what the song should be. Um, but for being, you know, when, when coming down to my score, and I never score my songs ahead of time. I always wait to talk to my guest. And I do really appreciate the song. Um, and I think it is one of my favorites off of My Murdered Remains. But it hasn't had real long enough to make, you know, a, a huge impression on me. Who knows over time, but but for now, I think I'm going to give it a solid seven. I can't really go higher than that because I got to leave more room for for Doctor Worm level songs. <laughs> I think, you know, if I think yeah. about it that way, comparing Ampersand to Doctor Worm, it's got to be down a few pegs. You know? Yeah, I get so, you. So, but seven means I like it. That is uh, that is a good score. Uh, so anything uh, we plugged you at the top of the show, but why don't you remind people uh, where to find you on Twitter again? Tell them one more time. Uh, at Dana Viperizes. Um, Facebook. I like that name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because my violin. I don't know if I mentioned this. My violin's called a viper. So oh, okay, that's the that's the brand it is. So oh, hey, you said you know you mentioned that that was the 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 guitar you played in ampersand that that's the first guitar you ever bought. Yeah, well, so yeah, I got it's, it for Christmas. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was okay. twelve, <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a Strat model, you know, like so uh-huh. many guitars. But what what what's the actual brand on it? I couldn't read the headset. It's a Yamaha Pacifica. Okay, yeah. and you know they're durable. I mean, I've had that thing since sure. I was twelve. You know, it yeah, sounds Yamaha great. Makes good instruments. Overall. And when I was working at the uh, big guitar store, I was talking about uh, they still were selling them, and they hadn't changed in all that time. So. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. good guitar. It's, yeah. it's like being yeah. with an old friend, hanging out with your buddy from when you yeah. were a kid. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yep, uh, you know, we grow attached to our instruments, for yeah, sure. For sure. Okay, well, Dana, thanks so much for being on. Oh, thank and, you for having me. And for being the brave soul to do one of these <laughs> brand new songs. You know. Yeah. People do, yeah, I'll tell Patrick Pick and Anna Ng, it's like, come on, man, of course, you know, come on. Anning, of course. And then ampersand, <laughs> you know, there you're going out on a limb there. Yeah. It's a great song. Okay, yeah. so all right. So everybody we'll we'll see you next time and uh hit us up on Twitter at this might be a pod. Uh email this might be a pod at gmail, uh Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. Go to the Patreon. By the time this has come out, uh if you're not on the Patreon already, there are episodes with uh Danny Weinkoff, there's an episode with Marty Beller, the rhythm section of the band. They're on the Patreon, so for five bucks a month, go go listen to those. It's uh, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. And uh, leave us some voicemails because uh, it's fun. And our number is 224. My number is, I'm used to having my other podcast, I have a, a, a co host. 224 801 2930 curse me out for some reason it'll be entertaining so uh (laughs) with that that, (laughs) we'll 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 just leave it at that That, that's a wrap (laughs) all right (laughs) 